Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about authority in the church. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about what leadership in the church looks like. And we can turn to 1 Timothy 3 and Titus and other passages too to see a biblical pattern for leadership in the church. Qualified men are appointed to oversee and shepherd the flock of God in a particular congregation of believers. And we can go deeply into those qualifications to see what kind of leaders or elders the church needs and that Christians should submit to. But we'll see today that Christian leadership really boils down to one thing, the same thing that sums up all of the law, all of the prophets, and that is love, according to Jesus. Paul's famous chapter on love, it starts out telling us that no matter how religious I seem, no matter how piously I live, if I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is paramount because God is love. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I have given my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Paul tells me I can preach sermons all day long, but no matter how meaningful I think those sermons are, there's nothing to be gained from any of them without love. We can master everything we do. We can be perfect leaders. We can submit to perfect leaders. But if they are not filled with love and I am not filled with love, it is nothing. And Paul describes what this kind of godly love looks like in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. And whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide. Faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. God, he established a church with elders to shepherd it. And those elders can be the smartest managers in the world. They can be the best leaders in the world. But just managing people is not the job God gave them. God said to all Christians, love me and love one another. And when we get that right, the rest is going to fall into place. Love will make our leaders effective defenders of the church, and it will make us effective soldiers fighting alongside them. You know, love is the fulfillment of everything else. It is the greatest of all that remains when we mature and when we get a glimpse at perfection. 
And God doesn't just talk about love. God gives us an example of what true love is like and what loving leadership is like. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Jesus, he's the ultimate example of this kind of love because Jesus is the ultimate example of how a husband ought to love his wife. Jesus is the perfect husband. He's the husband of a wondrous, glorious bride, a bride called the church. And Jesus loved his church with such a perfect love and he wants her cared for. And that's why he died so that you and me, we are in fact that bride, we could be found spotless and without wrinkles. You know, there's a a Downey commercial on right now. Uh, It jokes about his boy, he's coming home after he took a girl out on a date uh, and he meets the mom, but she slams the door in his face because his seatbelt caused wrinkles in his nice khaki pants. He didn't use Downey, I guess. He did everything else right. He wore the right clothes. He he must have been a a perfect gentleman. He even wore a seatbelt in the car, but those wrinkles, they earned him a door in the face. Jesus doesn't want any wrinkles in his church. And so he established roles for leaders who would love us as much as he loves us. And that they would iron us out, not because they're uh, sitting in the seat of Moses like the Pharisees did, lording themselves over us, but because they love us. You know, Jesus talked to his disciples about this in Mark 10, 42. He said, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. In other words, there are people out there who like to be in control and that control is enough for them. But Jesus tells us his leadership model for the church was something entirely different. He said, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. In Mark 10, uh, verses 42 through 45. In other words, Christian leadership is all about serving. It's not always about control. It's about loving Christ and loving people. And as Peter told the elders in 1 Peter, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd comes, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away in 1 Peter 5, 2 through 3. Now, of course, being an elder, being a leader in the church does involve making decisions. Our leaders make decisions all the time. They have to decide uh, what we should do and not do as a congregation. They set limits. They set goals for us as a body of believers. They set us on the straight course when we need it. But they do that because it is the most loving thing they can do. That love is paramount. And it's going to manifest itself in all the different ways that Paul lists as their qualifications. For instance, when an elder is growing in his love for Christ and for Christ's creation, then you will have a good reputation in the community. That love will shine through so that even while standing up for sound doctrine, which those outside the church might not like to hear, people will still respect his character. Or 
Another one, as Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. When an elder loves Jesus, he will want to study the commands of God and be capable of teaching others and strive to live a righteous life. You know, love flows through all these other qualifications and it is the perfect summation of Christian leadership. We see that it was the foundation of how Christ led his people. It's at the heart of how he describes our leaders today. And love is why Christians can joyfully submit to our leaders and submit to Christ, who loves us most of all. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Hey there, thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think it's important that others hear this good news, Make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people every day with the message of Jesus. Most importantly, though, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.